You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. All right, everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Tonight is just your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, and Big Rome. What the fuck's going on, guys? So football happened. Football hurts my feelings, man. <laughs> no, no, football doesn't. Fantasy football. Yes. It's just such a bitch sometimes. She's such I a was- bitch. I was talking to director Ross yesterday during some of the Sunday games. And I was like, I think next year I'm going to quit just playing fantasy and I'll just do the podcast and analysis. I just, I don't know if I can play anymore. It's just so painful. It hurts, man. It always does. Well, it's just, it's, it's just disappointing, especially because like when you play in so many leagues, some games I absolutely dominated. Like I have a league, it's a super flex league. So I had two, uh, and Tyreek Hill and like a couple like and I outscored everybody by like 80 points by like the next highest, you know, whatever. But then like in our home league, the league that actually like matters to me the most, I get I I get a 30 point game from Nick Chubb and get and nothing. Fuck out of all. It. Yeah, and man. Fuck that fucking the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks when um, it sucks just seeing that happen. You're like, fuck, I, like, can I roll over points? Like, can we, can, like, I already lost. Can we bank, like, 15 of it and just give it to me next week? Right. Question. Yes, sir. Do you, is this game harder where you just don't perform? Or is it harder when you perform, like, my my week in the same league where I scored 140-something, would have beaten everybody else in the league except for the guy I was playing who dropped, like, 180? Yeah. Which one's worse to you? Actually, I'd rather get my dick kicked in because then you're like, well, I just had a bad week. It sucks when you would have beat like that's actually probably more frustrating when it's like, dude, I would have beat everybody. But I just happened to play the fucking fucking guy. Yeah. Like this one fucking guy. I'm on Ross St. Brown. God damn him. Actually, I saw a guy on Twitter. He asked a question where he was like, if you had to rank these young wide receivers, how do you rank him? It was I'm on Ross St. Brown, Drake London, Garrett Wilson and Deontay Johnson. And I was like, you know, Monroe St. Brown's number one out of those guys, man. I fucking love him. He's a wide receiver one until further, in my opinion. I'm holding out. I hate him. I, why? You don't uh, like the sun god? It's just, you know what it is? It's his hair. <laughs> it's his hair. Actually, it bothers I, me. I, I know you like a fun fact. I got a pretty good fact right here for you. Oh, Monroe St. Brown joins Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown as the only three players in all of NFL history with eight straight games with eight-plus receptions. That's fake news. <laughs> I don't believe it. You don't believe it? <laughs> Actually, look, here's a better no, he's one. Been, look, he's been good, but fuck that guy. So uh, on Sunday, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Jets all won. This is the first time all four of these teams won. In 3,935 days. That is uh, just fucking phenomenal. For those of you that like, are bad at math. T- <laughs> yeah, t- tell them. That's, that's, that's almost 12 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we saw history. It was a, such a weird week, though, fantasy football, or of just regular football. Those games were nuts. 
They were nuts. Well, talk about nuts. Fuck, dude. Even the Monday night games that just happened right now. Fucking Tennessee got their shit shit shoved in by fucking Buffalo. And uh, Philadelphia's, I mean, the game's not over yet, but it is over. They're stomping on the throat of Minnesota. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really see that one coming, but I guess the Eagles are good. They're not, though. They shouldn't be. (laughs) Hurts is balling tonight. Dude is balling. You know, I I think Jalen Hurts is what uh, Chicago wants Justin Fields to be. What Chicago? I don't. I'm not gonna. You know what? I refuse to name Chicago. I have one player that I'm gonna do tonight, but other than that, I think we're done. They're not (laughs) even in the league anymore. There's 31 teams. You know, I've been watching that show. Welcome to Wrexham on Hulu, the show where Ryan Reynolds and um, Rob McElhenney, the guy from It's Always Sunny Philadelphia, bought the soccer team in England. Mm-hmm. And what's funny about that is if it, in England soccer, if your team sucks, you get demoted a league. So could you imagine if the NFL was like, hey, if you're in last place, you get sent to like the, the CFL and then like the best CFL team gets promoted to the NFL. Well, that's definitely how they do it in uh, junior college football and and uh, soccer. Their relegation. Um, listen, I think it's a hell of an idea if we had a secondary league. Maybe break the league up into two different divisions. Do it with like, the 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 uh, was it the XFL and the CFL and the Arena Football League. Best teams, yeah, go in there. Whoever wins the championship. You can come you got, like all of a sudden, like the, the New York Giants are just dominating like the Arena Football League. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly how it would go. But yeah, it'd be that'd be interesting. Well, that's why, like, that kind of reminds me of that joke where it's like people were always like, like it was back when USC was dominant, like in the early 05s or early 2000s. Um, and people were like, oh, who would win? Like, you know, the USC college team versus like the New York Giants. Like the pro would. Absolutely smash the fucking USC team. Like, don't get silly with it, but. All right, let's talk about some news. First off, sad news. No, I, I I didn't really buy into the Trey Lance hype, but unfortunately, that young man broke and dislocated his ankle and his fibula, tibia, tibia whichever one, so one of his leg bones. It wasn't a compound fracture, compound fracture where the bone poked through the skin like Dak Prescott's, but it's similar to Dak Prescott's injury, and he will miss the rest of the season. But he did have surgery today, and apparently it went A-OK, so that's good news for him. But I just hope he gets better. Yeah, I mean, look, he'll be fine. It's just his ankle. Maybe it'll teach him how to throw now that he can't run around. Actually, Sorry, I'm a, bitter, to- I'm a bitter Niner fan after losing to fucking – the team that shall not be named. I was actually talking to, to a buddy of mine about that, where I was like, you know what? If I was Lance sit and watch film, like hone your craft since you can't walk for the next like six months or whatever, like take this time to just get back to basics, learn the mechanics. I mean, kind of like, like, you know, like, like not a good example, but let's say like you did a, like a heavy squat day at the gym. So your legs are all tired and sore. You can still do upper body. <laughs> True. Work that arm, baby. Uh, speaking of 49ers, rookie running back Ty Davis-Price has been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain and will be sidelined a few weeks. So, goddamn, man. Do, do they have any healthy running backs on that? Is that is, I don't, is, it, is, it the, is it Shanahan? Like, what's happening to these guys? 
I I don't even have an answer. Like I really don't. I I don't know. I guess Wilson is the way to go all the way or Marlon Mack. Should they bring back Frank Gore? He'll probably be just as good as ever. He like just retired, didn't he? Like this year, fucking retired. Yeah, and he was yeah, he was boxing back, man. I'd He's trying to box. Call. I'd place the I call saw, for sure. This one guy he posted a thing about Frank Gore Jr. Uh, he had some crazy college stat, and I was like, "Are you sure that's not just Frank Gore just trying to give it another go?" <laughs> uh, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, Dalton Schultz. He basically fell directly on his knee. Uh, it turns out like it was a good scan. Uh, there's some like structural damage, but it's not like an actual tear to like the AC- ACL or anything like that. So he could be week to week. He might miss some time. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Michael Pittman made good progress with his quad injury and could play in week three. So monitor that. Michael Gallup. I should sort these by team because we just talked about Dallas. But anyways, Michael Gallup, he could suit up week three against the Giants. Looks like his knee's getting a little better. Uh, Mike Evans hates uh, Lattimore so much. He has been suspended one game. I think he just loves Tom Brady. Those guys though, really hate, they really hate each other. There was a video though. though. There was a video that came out with, with fucking Evans. You could see him mouthing to the refs. Like it's fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. What do you I want mean, me like, to do? <laughs> what do you want me to do? I have to defend this guy. See, I get like, did I get it? I don't know if I'd have gone fucking full goddamn wwe and smash him to the floor and she's like okay i don't know if that was the right move buddy but well he faces a one game suspension because they you know the nfl doesn't want players doing things like that where you just run up and fucking punch the shit out of somebody from behind all i'm saying is i liked it all right (laughs) i enjoyed that moment this one made me laugh kenny galladay played just two snaps in the week two win over the panthers and Galladay reportedly cleaned out his locker and was gone before reporters even entered the <laughs> locker room after the game. So, like, this dude was like, fuck this place. Fucking out of here. Which oh, is shocking. man. If they released him right now, Kenny Galladay would be a $31 million dead cap hit. And they clearly don't want, like, I, he's a good player. I don't know what the fuck's going on, like, over there with Galladay was. and them. He was a good player. Or was, maybe he wasn't. Maybe it was just all Stafford. Stafford makes the man. I maybe, maybe I can't even understand that fall off. Other than just he got so old so quick, he must just be falling apart, man. I don't you, know. you know, maybe maybe he's the wide receiver Albert Hainsworth. He got the money, and he's like, man, fuck this, I'm fucking out of here, dude. It happens. That shit happens all the time, dude. He signed like was it like seventy eight million dollars or, so, or eighty million or whatever the fuck he signed. He signed for a lot of money too much money but hey good on him made his bag and hasn't done shite since he's had uh so if if they did the dead cap hit a 31 million that means he gets 15 and a half million per snap he played on (laughs) on sunday that is that's too much that's too much all right you ready to talk about some pinks and stinks yeah you damn fucking right i am why don't you go ahead and give the people your quarterback pink of the week? All right. Here's the quarterback pink, boys and girls. It's the guy who fucking lit up scoreboards and lit up fantasy lineups all around the fucking league. Tua Tunga by Loa. 
this guy fucking I don't want to say he dominated. Like it wasn't even that. I don't he's the most accurate quarterback in the league, though. He's the most accurate quarterback in the league. 35 for 50. 469 yards, six fucking touchdowns, and two mm. picks. I mean, this guy fucking you six touchdowns from a quarterback is ridiculous. I yes. mean, that's not something you fucking see on a daily basis. So appreciate this one, people, because if he was starting in your lineup, which I know he probably wasn't, let's be honest, he's your backup somewhere. Unless you're me and you're playing a fucking 18 team gauntlet league and you don't know what the hell you're doing. So you take Tua and you get fucking mm-hmm. lucky. <laughs> the guy scored 50 fucking points. I mean, you can't tell me that he's not loving his new toys, for Christ's sake. I love it. Good for him. Yeah, man. Who did you have as your quarterback? The other, the guy on the other side of the ball, Lamar Jackson, man. Uh, 21 of 29. So, you know, eight incompletions, which is great for a running back. Uh, for 318 yards and three touchdowns, no picks. But this is the thing. He ran for nine he ran nine times for 119 yards and another touchdown. Because the thing is, this, if you had if you had a running like Rome, let me ask you a question. If your fantasy quarterback threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns, you'd be happy, right? Yes, I would be. And if your running back ran for 119 yards and a touchdown, you'd be happy, right? Yeah, I'd be pretty fucking stoked about that. Now imagine if you could combine that into one player. Goddamn, Lamar Jack. What a that was a fun game. That was actually a lot of fun. Like it was, man. It, well, they were kind of beating their ass early on. Baltimore was mm-hmm. was whomping them pretty good. And just looking good, man. That Lamar Jackson run where he essentially made a majority of those yards. I think it was like a seventy nine yards. Seventy run. something, 70, yeah. Seventy something. Like, fuck, man. He hit that whole I gotta be honest, he looked a little weird. Running to me like he he looks bigger nowadays than he did a couple of years ago, where he just looked like a gangly wide receiver running. He just looked bigger, took shorter strides, still fast as fuck. Got to I actually where he think to be. I think he actually bulked up a little bit because he missed some time last year. So I think he did the opposite of me and purposely gained weight. Where I just kind of did it by accident, mm. so he could yep. withstand some of these uh, some of these hits. So, but you know, good on him, man. That was a like. I don't, I don't like DVR things anymore, but I would gladly record that game and rewatch it again, especially at the end, man. That shit was exciting. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. It was awesome. So, All right. Who's a running back you loved? All right. Listen, the running back I loved plays for the team that shall not be named. I'm talking about the one and the only David Montgomery. And the only reason I put him on here, because he was literally the only bright spot on this entire roster. David Montgomery was ran 15 times for 122 yards. Anytime you can get over that century mark, you've had yourself a day. He was a touchdown away. If he had found the end zone, he'd have, he'd have won you some games. I guarantee that. He also added two receptions for 14 yards. But again, what I'm looking at most is the usage. Josh, I'm going to quote what you fucking said on Twitter, which was essentially mm-hmm. like, how are you losing the entire game? And you're, you as an offensive coordinator or play caller go, you know what? I'm going to fucking run it. I'm just going to run it and run it and run it. Give the <laughs> ball to Montgomery. I Listen, as a fantasy guy, all right, I'll fucking take Montgomery. If he's getting that much use, let's, let's roll with this, baby. You know, like, it's funny because even pre-show when we were talking, 
I'm still fucking mad about that. Like <laughs> you were, you were already Vegas already had you at plus nine and a half. So the implied totals, you're going to lose by more than 10 or less than 10. And they were never leading the game at any point in time. You're down the entire fucking game. Why are you like the fact that between after, okay, so fine. Like you, you kind of chalk up week one to just that awful mud bowl, you know, fucking right. hurricane Katrina fucking downpour of rain fine fine how is it the only fucking throw like what 11 times this game like you david montgomery had more rushing attempts than they actually passed the ball when you lost and you were down by a lot Mm -hmm. and like we were even talking like like preseason i was never really a big mooney or a fields guy because i think fields kind of sucks and i think the bears are kind of a mess but it's like hey he's a he's a a wide receiver with a lot of talent, a lot of upside. He showed some promise and flashes last year. They didn't dr- really draft anybody. They didn't bring any big fr- free agents in. So they got to throw to somebody. So it's like, hey, Mooney comes at a pr- pretty cheap price, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round, somewhere in there. And you like him as your wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Like, you know, he. it was exciting. And then mm-hmm. just this shit. I mean, we'll get to the stinks when we get to the stinks. But goddamn, like, fucking Chicago. All right, let me, let me try to lighten the mood with someone I loved. I loved Nick Chubb, man. God damn. 17 carries for 87 yards and three touchdowns. He did catch ball three yard, three times for 26 yards. Not a big deal, but just God damn. Like Nick Chubb, man. Like he, despite him splitting almost half of the, the running back work to Kareem Hunt, he just shows you how goddamn dominant he is. Like he is so good at football and only a fucking idiot would like bench Nick Chubb. Like that would just be <laughs> like, you would have to be like the dumbest fantasy football player if you benched Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? Like only only a fucking idiot would do that. Seriously, I don't know what the fuck that guy was thinking. Thank God we play in all the same leagues and we see just the most, just the wildest shit you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. The best. Mm-hmm. Who else did you love? Give us a wide receiver. You know what? I'm gonna give you a fucking two. And I'll tell you what, they're linked with my first guy I was talking about. I'm talking about Tyreek Hill and Jalen motherfucking Waddle. You, the, Tua is in love with these guys. He should be in love with his head coach because he's given him all the opportunities by making this deal to get fucking Hill. It just opens up Waddle. Like, they, they you cannot double cover these guys. It's impossible. They're too fast. They get past everything, and they can take a fucking screen to the house almost at will. But what I'm loving here is just the work, man. They both made 11 catches. Hill had 13 targets to Waddle's 19. Mm-hmm. 19 fucking targets Waddle's getting. Both of them are up over 150 yards. Both of them are over 170 yards. Fucking Hill almost had 200, and they both caught two touchdowns. I mean, these guys... I, I can't see that really stopping. I think this offense is going to be built for fucking 35 points a game. That's just, and their defense, I think they're going to be a, a fucking team to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah. When, a- when they absolutely. don't run into teams like Baltimore that can score on a whim as well, I think it's, it's just going to be good. It's going to be them and Buffalo just slugging it out, man. It's crazy how like the missing piece – from Miami was just getting Tyreek Hill and I'm guessing uh too his hip is finally healthy because I mean despite the shit you could talk about um Tua from the last couple of years 
before he got hurt in college, he was the best college uh, quarterback in college at the time before he got hurt. He was absolutely Mm. dominant in college, but then he had the Bo Jackson injury and, you know, like throwing motion is literally your entire body. It's not just your arm. A lot of it is your legs, hips, you know, core muscles and things like that. And, you know, he was playing kind of gingerly the last couple of years and, but man, just adding Tyree kill. God damn, man. Like what a fucking day. Like seriously. And he missed time. Sorry. He missed time in that game. He had to go out because he was cramping up. And it's like you you miss time and you're still able to get damn near 200 fucking yards, and two touchdowns. It's it was just be- funny because because like I remember get, seeing like because I, I just had red zone on and seeing that Hill scored and then they played like, you know, three minutes later, Hill scored. And I was like, didn't they just play that? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's a different that's a whole different touchdown. Like, mm-hmm. God damn, man, that was so fast and beautiful. But all right. Wide receiver. I loved. I just talked about it a little bit ago is Amon Ross St. Brown. Guys has been an absolute stud. Uh, nine catches on 12 targets for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Also two rushes for 68 yards. I mean, guys just getting it done. You know, I will say this, like despite, you know, Jared Goff being a, you know, serviceable quarterback, he has the trust of Goff, which is very important. Goff loves him. Goff looks for him. And he's seemingly open every play. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good on him, man. I'm I'm digging it. All right, let's let's get into those tight ends. Who'd you like? All right, grossest position ever created. But here we go, man. The the one that I like, I like Gerald Everett. I'm not sure if if Herbert loses time because of this rib injury that he's got. I this may dwindle, but you know what? It's not going to take away from what he did this week, which is mm-hmm. six of ten targets for 71 yards. You know, again, if he gets in the end zone, we're talking about a major day from a tight end. What I'm loving here more than anything is not necessarily the output this week, but I love the target share. The guy's getting fucking play. He may lose a couple of those to Allen when he gets back, obviously, but I think Gerald Everett is kind of what me and you were thinking he was going to be, Josh. Mm -hmm. I think that he's stepping in and he's going to be Jared Cook. He's going to make catches and he's going to get targets. They're going to look for him to score. They're going to count on him. I'm yeah, I mean, he he's not going to, you know, light up the world in the, in the stat lines every game. But, like, you know, what have we always said a thousand times? You know, you want a tight end, get your 50 yards and a touchdown. And that's exactly what Gerald Everett is. But it looks like he might be even more than that. Like, he's, he's like a legitimate part of this passing offense, which is great. And, I mean, some of these high-powered Buffalo, you know, the Chargers, the Chiefs, you know, you want pieces of these guys. So then the tight end uh, pink for me this week, I went with Tyler Higby. You know, granted, you know, Mark Andrews had an awesome game and blah, blah, blah. But more, I just wanted to bring this point up. Uh, if, if you're, he's still available out there, like, you know, spoiler alert, like, you know, for, for our waiver wire pickups, I, I did add Tyler Higby to the list because he's available still in 23% of leagues. But nine targets, seven catches for 71. He he now has 20 targets through two weeks. He had 11 last week, nine this week. So, I mean, he's still looked for in the offense despite, you know, having Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. Matt Stafford is, you know, allegedly racist and only throws to white guys. So he throws to Cup. He throws to Tyler Higby. So. Well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you know what Matt Stafford likes? He likes separate water fountains. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's oh, horrible. That's <laughs> I'm just I'm kind of kidding. I love it. <laughs> but and then uh, some bonus pinks because it felt so good. Let's just talk about it. Director Ross put these in for us. Josh Allen again. Absolutely, he got pulled in the third quarter. So did Stephon Diggs. But Josh Allen, 317 uh, passing yards, four passing touchdowns, and Stephon Diggs had three reception touchdowns this tonight. Just Buffalo, man. They're they are a force to be reckoned with this year. Like the fuck out of the way of Buffalo, man. Mm-mm. Like maybe not necessarily this year, although I, I think it's it could be this year. Do you think eventually at some point in time Buffalo is going to win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen at the helm? Um, I mean, God, he's fucking good. So yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that, and you know what? In all honesty, there these first two weeks they've definitely made my hot take look like absolute dog shit. Um, I guess I just did buy into the hype, but I'll tell you what: after the first two weeks, they're starting to they're starting to change my mind. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Not to go full Colin Cowherd here, but listen, they're good. They're so, hey, good. if Colin Cowherd taught us anything, it's you know you can you can flip flop and no one will say anything. So exactly. All right. So with the good always comes the bad. Who got your dick all poopy? Who gave you poopy dick this week? All right. Well, my poopy dick has come from one guy, and I have too many shares of him that I would like to say, but. Uh, he is on the team that shall not be named Justin Fields. Justin Fields just looked pathetic. He got in the he's literally saved his day with a rushing touchdown. He had eight rushes for 20 yards and a touchdown. Him throwing the ball, which by the way, everybody is his main job. Yeah, he was seven for 11, 70 yards and an interception. He got yeah, you. It's... He got you under ten points. He got you eight points, at, on average in most in most settings. What I mean, that's just not what you're fucking looking for. Most yeah, people but... that have fields, if he's your backup, great. But if you're trying to get cute and think I'm going to take the young guy that runs around and does things, well, it's biting us in the ass, everybody. Although talking about uh, young guys biting you in the ass, here's an old guys biting you in the ass is Tom Brady. I mean, granted, all his wide receivers are banged up, but just, you know, another horrible game for him, 18 to 34 for 110 yards and only one touchdown. But I mean, like, it's just sad because, you know, you draft. He was like, the, what, the fourth quarterback or not fourth, like on top six quarterback drafted in leagues. Um, I mean, season to the date looked like a single game for him. You know, on the year alone, he has 402 passing yards and two touchdowns. That's like a game for Brady last year. So mm-hmm. you're not getting the production off of him. But you're at a point where you probably can't bench him because you drafted Brady to be your guy. And you don't know if he, if, you know, you can't, you can never count out Brady. But now I don't know, like, is this the time when you start counting out Brady? I'm not entirely sure. Um, I mean, people have been calling for it, right? When's the end? When's the end? When's the end? Well, we might be seeing it. We might be seeing it, unfortunately. (laughs) All right. Who else hurt? Who else gave you that poopy dick? You said it right the first time. This is, this is going to hurt me. (laughs) <laughs> Literally hurt me. Ross, you can go ahead and listen to this, buddy. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott made my stinks list. I'm I'm not off this hype. I'm not off the train yet. I refuse to jump off. I'm hoping this is the one and only time I'm going to put him on here. 
but he had the, he touched the ball 15 times, which I think is actually a, a healthy portion for him. He got 53 yards. He made one catch on two targets for minus four. Most people drafted him in the third to fourth round, maybe fourth round on average, and he got you only 5.4 points. I mean, this is not the type of day that I was expecting from Elliott. But again, there is a lot of weird shit happening in Dallas. You would think, though, in a win, he would have done just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Mine is uh, actually, you know, obviously you're not going to like fade this guy. But Jonathan Taylor, he had a rough outing. Nine carries for 54 yards, which is six yards a carry, which is very nice. You like that, but I mean, he was the 101, 102 in every league. But see, like the reason why I just wanted to bring up Jonathan Taylor was because they got completely shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which I mean, maybe they must be a better defense. But just my concern, though, is like with Matt Ryan at the helm, the Colts might be in trouble, you know, year for this year, you know, and and because uh, like, I'm looking through the stat lines right now. And there is not a single Colts player that had a good fantasy day. Um, I mean, the, the best day for their team was Ashton Doolin, where he had five catches for 79 yards. So it's just, it, I don't know. I mean, better days will be ahead for Jonathan Taylor, but just be aware that this team is not as good as uh, people were hoping. So, yeah. And then I had as my, uh, my wide receiver stink here. Again, it's like a personal thing for me because I was expecting him to just fit right into this offense. But I went Juju Smith Schuster. He was he was targeted three times. Now he wrangled in all three of those for a whopping ten yards. I just you, if you told me that hey Juju Smith plays for fucking Kansas City, they have the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he got you uh, he got you ten yards. You got you 2.5 points unless you're playing full point PPR. And that is just dog shit. That is just dog shit. And then uh, my stink, I'll just talk about both of them because they're on the same team. Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. I mean, through, 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 okay, last week. So through, this is through two weeks. Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet have combined for seven targets total between the two of them. Here's a list of players that got seven or more targets in week two. Jawan Johnson, Ashton Doolin, Scotty Miller, Tyler Conklin, Matt Collins. Like, the fuck's happening? Like, Chicago's just, you know, and then it sucks, too, because, like, like I have I have Mooney in a number of leagues, and I can't trade him because no one really, or, you know, they offered me fucking peanuts for him, and I can't start him. So he's just going to be a fucking bench clogger until further. I think Cole Komet tight end is such a yucky position that you can just go ahead and drop Cole Komet with Mooney. I think I just have to hold on to him until he has a big game and then trade him immediately. I just think that's, that's the only way to handle him at this point in time. So agreed. Bring up, bring up your, your, your tight end stink so we can, uh, Carry on. Tight end stink here, everybody. Is uh, it's Kyle Pitts. I I think I I've never been high on him. I know I've told you guys that a million times. Kyle Pitts was being wildly overdrafted. He got you 
two receptions on three targets for 19 yards. Uh, when the fu- when are they going to play in London so this man can catch a touchdown? Are they set up for that? <laughs> like, what the fuck? When is that happening? Maybe they should think about fucking moving to London other than Atlanta. Damn. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Yeah, it's pretty uh, It's pretty bad. Then um, got some bonus stinks here because the Monday night games just concluded that director Ross was graciously enough to input here. But Dalvin Cook, he had under 50 yards tonight, and he actually hasn't been very good either game this year. And then Derrick Henry, he only had 25 rushing yards, 107 on the year. It was only salvage that he had a touchdown. So, I mean, like, is this the beginning of the end for some of these, like, premier first-round running back that everybody loved? I mean, is is this now, like... Because, you know, there's always that cliff when it comes to players. Is this uh, is this what's going to happen? I think we're seeing the... Uh, I think we're seeing the sharp decline on a couple of guys that we thought were good. I, I'm not going to say it yet, but I think you guys know who I'm alluding to. Um... But yeah, I think he might. He's 28, dude. That's when they start to go, especially when he touches the ball that much. God. Didn't you yeah. just give up like two first round picks for Dalvin Cook? Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> just actually, do, do as we just, say, not it, as we it do. Was, it was one. It was one first round pick and a second and a third and a bunch of young <laughs> players. But I got Godwin too, <laughs> so it was yeah. the best trade. It's not. It's not looking well right now. It's not looking. It's well. a, you know. Here, let me, let me ask you a question. If uh, if you're a fantasy manager out there, and you had Nick Chubb and Jalen Waddle on your team, would you ever bench those guys? No. Exactly, you wouldn't because you're not a fucking idiot. He. <laughs> I am an idiot. All right, he, so uh, he, not in that sense. <laughs> Not quite there yet. Let's uh, let's talk about some waiver pickups that we uh, that we've jotted down for you. I'll tell you what. You go ahead and break down the guys that you talked about that you put on our list, and I'll bring up a couple, and then uh, we'll bring up the ones that Director Ross input, and then uh, fucking then sounds dope. Let's do yeah. this. Let's kick this bitch off. All right, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo. Hear me out. Everybody was pretty high on Trey. I think they just thought, hey, I'm taking a Shanahan guy. Well, Garoppolo just became available. He never got drafted. I guarantee that he's available. In, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. He's available in 95% of leagues. Go get him. You want a it's guy? It's because 5%, 5% of people are holding out hope. Yeah, that's exactly it. That has to be the only explanation. But listen, I'm always interested in a 49er quarterback in the Shanahan system. I think that they always bring something. Jimmy led him to a Super Bowl, man. He could still be good. And I think it it will make huge strides for Kittle when he gets back, having Jimmy Garoppolo back in the helm for sure. So next mm-hmm. I had Daryl Williams running back over in Arizona. Uh, monitor the situation with, with what is going on with Connor. I know he exited the game. Daryl and Eno Benjamin were both featured pretty heavily. Um, but I think Darren Williams is going to get a bulk of the work. He showed out just a little bit better. He's available in 96% of leagues. I would probably, hmm. for Fab, I'd put four, four to six, maybe a little more. I mean, if he's if the injury is significant, I'm all in for that. 
Give me he's a running back that will get on the field, be a part of this, get some catches. I like it a lot. Uh the other one I put on here just because I, I monitored it from last week. Uh go fucking pick up Jahan Dotson now. What are we waiting for? Go go get this fucking guy. He's still available in sixty seven percent of leagues. Uh I'm putting five to ten. This guy's been in the end zone two weeks running, and they seem to be wanting to throw the shit out of the ball. Jahan Dotson is a starting receiver, and he's he's looking better than McLaurin. I would I that would hurts, go get. I love Scary Dotson. Terry. I do too. I love him a lot, but I think Jahan Dotson is better than he is. Plain and simple. Uh, my my tight end here that I was interested in was Evan Ingram. I I just like the uh, target shares he was getting. He's available in seventy nine percent of Yahoo leagues. I'm putting because he's a tight end. I'm putting one to three, but you know what? If you're tight end desperate, if you just lost fucking Schultz, or if you've been saddled with Pitts and you're same as me and you don't know what to do with him, Evan Ingram's sitting out there, guys. He's a starting tight end. I'm not saying they're going to do what they did every week, but I'm, I'm all right with starting Ingram. Yeah, a um, couple players I liked. Uh, for the quarterback position, I still put Carson Wentz on there because he is currently like the number two quarterback in all of fantasy. He reminds me of Jalen Hurts. Don't watch him play because he was absolute dog shit for like the first half of the game. And then he ended up throwing like three, four touchdowns by the end. But he's still available in 48% of the league. So, I mean, if you were, you know, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Dak, maybe even Justin Herbert. You know, if you have Herbert and he's going to miss some time, maybe, you know, Carson Wentz might be a guy you're interested in. Um. For running backs, I you know it's funny you put Daryl Williams. I actually put Eno Benjamin just because it couldn't hurt to pick up the other guy. He's available in eighty nine percent of leagues. Uh, definitely want to look at that. Uh, Raheem Mostert, he's available in fifty seven percent of leagues. Um, he, dude, he basically Chase Edmonds is like a non factor in the offense. I think uh, you know with the familiarity in the offense over there, they're gonna use Mostert until he gets hurt because you know. He's made out of paper and he'll eventually fall apart. But, yep. you know, until that point. And then I, I also put Travis Homer. He actually played the most snaps between Ken Walker and Rashad Penny. So uh, he's available in 100% of Yahoo League. So, I mean, he's probably only rostered on like 10 teams out there. But he could be worth the bench stash. You know, if you're in one of those deeper leagues, you know, especially um, they like him as their passing down back because Ken Walker. I think Ken Walker will eventually be the passing down back, but you know, he's still recovering from sports hernia surgery. So Homer might be worth, and you can probably get him for free. Shit. Put a $0 bid on him. You probably get him. Mm. Um, director Ross did put Tyler Algier, the rookie running back for the Atlanta Falcons, just because Damian Williams has now moved on to the IR. Cordero Patterson was meh. So Tyler Algier is available in 86% of league. So, uh, you know, you, you definitely take a shot on him. Oh, and then he actually also put Jared Goff. <laughs> uh, if you need a quarterback, Jared Goff's been okay, man. Especially Monroe St. Brown's catching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that Amon Ross catching, on, sorry, I was. Uh, you know, I made that. We we're talking to you the second uh, mm-hmm. Herbert goes down because I'm ever the trade rapist and trade enthusiast. Yes. I mean, trade enthusiast. You, uh, you're a snake charmer, <laughs> car salesman, man. Just come, come coming for this, it. This is the way it is, man. All right, it's just. God only made us. Herbert, made Herbert's so body wasn't even cold yet when you texted me. You're like, hey, buddy. <laughs> it was like 6.01 a.m. on Friday. You're like, hey, buddy. Do you need a, do you need a quarterback? Look, <laughs> look man, you got to do what you got to do. 
You got to always work that shit. But anyways, you, what I mean, I told you while we were going through it, I was like, look, you can be stuck with Herbert. Or you can go get Goff. Like, I was trying to give him wins, just so we're all aware. I'm not really that bad of a trade rapist. You're still getting a great pick until Herbert comes back. But, you know, I, I, I shit on Goff. I was like, listen, Goff, you can go pick him up if you want to suck. <laughs> I guess not, because he's been I can't beat good. directors Ross's team in that fucking league, so it doesn't matter anyways. Nobody, nobody can. Nobody can. Got the unstoppable fucking team over there. Uh, some wide receivers, Delvin Cook. <laughs> some wide receivers I like that are available out there on waivers. Jacoby Myers, he's dude, he's a PPR gold. Like he's not a touchdown guy, but I mean, just last week alone, he had like nine catches for like ninety yards. He's available in sixty-five percent of leagues. Noah Brown seems to be the number one wide receiver for Dallas, even over Ceedee Lamb. He's available in ninety-eight percent of leagues. Uh, Curtis Samuel, he scored again. He's available in thirty percent of leagues, so he's. He might not be available in your league, but, you know, I don't know. Fuck it. It's worth just at least taking a look at it. And then um, Greg Dortch, Director Ross put down. He's available in 90% of leagues. He's now scored uh, two games in a row. He He's kind of coming out of nowhere, especially with Rondale Moore out and with um, DeAndre Hopkins on the steroid suspension. So when does Rondale come back? I don't never well, he better come Probably. back because that's going to make this Dorch a douche. Because he ain't going to do shit after that. Hey, man, yeah, if Rondo Moore's still it. out, pick up Dorch. Pick up the Dorch. Oh, and then if you also, I just, I forgot I wrote this one down. If you need a tight end and you want one that before he gets hurt, pick up Logan Thomas. He's available in 86% of leagues. Um, He's just been involved in the offense a lot, so. Um, you know, it looks like we got a little bit of time here. I'm going to ask you about a couple of the big marquee players, and I kind of want you to give me a keep trade cut kind of thing with, with these players. So I'm fucking in. What, Let's do this. <laughs> Derek Henry. What do you do with Derek Henry? I mean, if listen, if you can trade the name, I'm going to try to trade the name. I don't know if he's, but again, he's such a weird one because like he still got 82 yards week one. I know he struggled this week, but he got in the end zone. So you know what? He's done good in something one of two weeks. At some point, he can probably still put it on. I mean, I'm holding out, I think. Again, if you have somebody willing to make a ridiculous trade to go get fucking Henry, I'd be all ears, but I'm keeping him. Tom Brady. Yeah, getting rid of him. He's cut. You probably can't even <laughs> trade him at this point. Like, think about uh, there's you can go pick up fucking Wentz or Garoppolo or anybody, and they're all going to do the same exact shit. Maybe I'll look at Brady once he gets like Godwin back, and now Evans is going to miss time, which means they're starting like Perriman and fucking who's a little white boy there? I forget his name. Uh-huh. He was like my favorite man. He was great. I forget his name. <laughs> Um, <laughs> man, yeah, I'm I'm getting rid of Brady. Get out of here. Cut, cut, cut. Oh, Scotty Miller, that's the one. God, he's yeah. great. And you know what? I don't know. I just don't like. He's never been that great with Brady. Yeah. Never. Uh, Kyle Pitts. What do you do with Kyle Pitts? I'll trade him. 
I'm going to trade Pitts on name alone because the people think he's supposed to be good. You know, just you sell it. Go fucking be a used car salesman. Be like, you know, this isn't going to be the way it's going to be. It is going to be the way it's going to be. But you don't have to tell him that. Just get rid of him. Trade him. <laughs> trade that fucking name. They're not. They can't play in London every week. That's the only time he catches touchdowns. So I'm so out on him. It's ridiculous. What about DK Metcalf? You know, I mean, targets have been okay. Seven targets in week one, but he went seven for 36. And then last week, you know, six or yesterday, six targets, but only four for 35. So what do you do with DK Metcalf? You know, he also, but he had one taken back. He had one that was called back on a penalty. I'm keeping Metcalf. I think that it really doesn't matter who's a quarterback necessarily. I mean, he's still getting work. He's still getting target shares. NFL quarterbacks can still throw the ball out to a guy. DK Metcalf is the master of the nine route. Let him fucking sprint down the field and go make a play. Geno Smith can still do that. So can fucking lock when he gets back. Like, I think Metcalf is going to be just fine long-term. I'm keeping him. I'm trying to think of another good one. Um... I don't know. This is terrible radio right now because I can't think of any. What about Michael Gallup? Are you hanging on to Michael Gallup still? No. <laughs> so Cooper Rush can throw him the fucking ball? Get out of here. You what sit about on Russell? the bench. What about Russell Wilson? Like, he's got all the fucking talent on that <laughs> roster, but, you know, week was, one, uh... 20, 29 of 42. For 340 and a touchdown. Then, you know, yesterday against a bad Houston defense, 14 of 31 for 219, one touchdown and one pick. I mean, as of right um, now, he's the quarterback 16 on the year. I saw a funny meme or something. It might have been on Twitter. I don't know. It said, Let's, let Russ cook. And it had him sitting there smiling, looking like a goober. With a, and he, the fucking picture was like a bowl of Cheerios with two hot dogs <laughs> and, a, and a piece of cheese hanging off of it. That's fucking exactly what he's been cooking to this point, man. Uh, But in all honesty, here's what I believe. That first game wasn't the worst. The second game, he didn't play particularly well. But I have a question for you. Is Houston that bad? I don't think Houston's a bad football team at this point. Yeah, They they fucking tied the Colts. And I don't think the Colts are bad. I just think maybe Houston is not quite as bad as everybody thinks they were. I just think that Houston might be, and I'm not going to say real deal, but they can hang. They can hang. This one's going to hurt. Russell might've had a tough one, but I'm keeping Russell just so we're on. This one's going to hurt you. Ezekiel Elliott. Week one, 10 for 52. Last week, 15 for 53. That offense isn't getting any better with Cooper Rush. What do you do? You know, and, and I mean, I, I don't even think a lot of managers out there are going to actively try to trade for Ezekiel Elliott. You know, like you can't really sell them high. You're, you know, you can buy low, but, you know, you're not getting much in return as of right now with the way things look. Can I can I plead the fifth on this one or are you going to force me? <laughs> are you you're 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 too close to the issue that you can't <laughs> really you fucking can't pass close to this one. But listen, uh all right, I'll do it. Look, I think that it's just not a great situation anymore. With Dak gone, 
Cooper Rush, you've got to put a lot of faith in him. They gave Elliott the ball 15 times and still tried to throw it to him. I don't think they threw it to him enough personally, mm-hmm. but again, you got to take what the defense gives you. And if they're taking that away, they're taking it away. But uh, I'm getting to the point of not wanting him. You can't really trade him. I don't think you could ever cut Elliott. The name is too big. The, the, I don't know. I just don't see people doing that because he still had over 50 yards in two games, which means he's a touchdown away from scoring you double digits. That's kind of how I've always broken it down. If you get over 40 yards, a touchdown or over 50 yards, a touchdown is going to put you into that 11 point range in most formats. And I'm okay with that. As in at any running back or flex, give me double digit points. I'm going to keep him for now, but boy, it's getting close. And I'm angry that you made me do that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I know that that's not a, a fun thing to talk about. Um, here's a question here for you. Which Jets running back do you want to roster for the rest of the year? Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Ty, Ty Johnson was actually involved yesterday. So, um, I, I don't want any of them. Give me the receiver. Give me Garrett Wilson. Brees has the only touchdown. And Joe, give me, give me Garrett Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I'll take Garrett Wilson. I'll take fucking Berrios over those guys at this point. I don't know, man. I think that they're still going to be a 50-50 for the whole year. I, how could you not let Carter be on the field? He's just as fucking good. He's a good, he's actually he's a good football Great player. Football player. He really <laughs> yeah. is. So it's like, why wouldn't he be out there? It's such a fucked up. Everybody's like, Bruce Hall's got to be the best one. I guess I fucking guess I'm not taking him in the second round though. Insane. Do you trust, do you trust uh, Cam Akers moving forward? I mean, it looked like he kind of gained some of that backfield again yesterday. I think a lot of week one was, was it was not, it just wasn't real. Like you, that's not always what you're going to be. They, they played the best team in football. All right. I, I was wrong. They're fucking unbelievable. Okay, Buffalo beat the shit out of them. They've got a great defense, and I think a lot of that fell on David Akers' shoulders. It's not like Stafford beat the world up either. Like the defense is fucking good, so I think Akers. I'm holding him, man. I think he's going to come out on top for sure. He's but be- he's in my opinion, he's better than Henderson. He is better than Henderson. That's the thing. Like, because my thing when when everyone was saying like, "What do you do with Cam Akers?" I was like. You hold him because he's better than Henderson. I just think Akers just needs a little time to shake the cobwebs and get healthy. I mean, yeah. kind of like right now, like in the in Jacksonville, you know, James Robinson looks so much better than ETN. Uh, you know, what, last player I'm going to bring up for tonight. Um, just, just I mean, he hasn't played at all this year yet. But George Kittle, do you are you excited with Jimmy G stepping in, or you you know? See, my issue with with Kittle is okay. So you got you got seventeen games, sixteen games, or however many fantasy games you have with him. How many is he going to actually play? Like that—that's my biggest concern because he might not even play week three. Yeah, he's already missed fucking two weeks. His his availability has been just atrocious, wildly inconsistent. Just fucking play the game. And I get it. It's the way he plays. He's so fucking aggressive. But I here's the thing. When he does, he's going to get your points, and especially with Jimmy. 
So, yeah, I'm interested. With Trey Lance there, I was fucking Ross blew my mind. Our draft, we did our draft, showed me something that was incredible. And it's like, I. Yeah, it was his dick. It was Ross's dick. Director dick. Big old dick. Big old director dick. Tears. I was in in awe. I was in awe. Like a Shetland pony. (laughs) It was. Man. But seriously, I I was worried about fucking Lance. I didn't think he, he didn't throw the ball to tight ends or running backs. I'm Jimmy does Jimmy has Jimmy. Well, I'm, I, I'm taking, I'm, I like Kittle's production. So, so are you, are you maybe, are you trying to trade for Kittle? Are you hanging on to like, I'd be if, if you're, if actually, you don't, yeah. okay. So if you're not rostering Kittle in a league, you're trying to get him, or like, maybe like maybe the manager that has Kittle's own two. So maybe you're kind of like, Hey man. Yeah. Fuck yeah! Here, that's my, here's that's da, the, here's Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet for George Kittle. <laughs> I knew you were a shade rapist too. Look at you! Look at you! Hey, it's a talent upside, man. <laughs> but cool. I, I actually think this is a good place to wrap it up. Look at that. Fish yeah, is six. So hopefully, he'll be back next episode with us. We love you. Hope you feel better. He's going to be listening to this. Um. Yeah, well, hey, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully, you guys won your weeks. Uh, next episode, I'll do. How do we do on? I don't know. We'll bring up the pick'em, the show league, all that other fun stuff, and then we're gonna break down some games for you and show our tits because that's always important. Tits out. So yeah, <laughs> tits out. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening, guys. Get us on social media at Filthy F Ball Show on Twitter at Big Rome F F F. F football fish on the Twitter, uh, filthy fantasy football show on Instagram, which I haven't posted anything in like over a year. So I probably need to get back on Instagram or send us emails, filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. I'm King Josh, Josh, the King, big Rome. Have a good one.